Mike, what do you know about the RMS Titanic? The one from the movie? Yeah. <laughs> it hit an iceberg, sank, and then Leonardo DiCaprio died. Spoilers, man! God! I will not allow for like people to get upset about Titanic spoilers. I feel like... <laughs> That's on you, right? Like if you've like got the movie in your queue and then saw that it was an episode about the Titanic and then press play on it, like I just I have no no sympathy for that. Is this one of those conspiracy theory episodes? Yeah, it was time for another conspiracy theory episode. And uh so the ship sank back in nineteen twelve. And even then, right, this is a long time ago. Uh the news shocked the whole world. Newspapers were a flutter with the news. It was a tragic incident. 1,500 people died in the North Atlantic Ocean, either aboard the ship or in the frigid water. I mean, any time something like this happens, even today, right? Like, that will make a paper if, like, a cruise ship sinks. Yeah. But this one was so interesting at the time because of how its scale, right? It was massive. And and also that it was, quote-unquote, unsinkable, which was the the line about the titanic yeah Multiple you know, you know it's not at, it's not in the doc but that actually in my research that line came about afterwards it wasn't touted Did as unsinkable it? before it left port but it's it's now attached who said it was well then? it was a conspiracy theorist i guess okay <laughs> okay multiple investigations were opened after the sinking the wreck and many survivors shared their stories with some it came to light that the crew had indeed spotted the iceberg but successfully steered around it. I think a lot of people assume that the boat hit the iceberg and then sunk immediately, and that's not what happened. Right. Ice scraped along the side of the ship, causing yeah. damage. Right. Not a head-on collision, just sort of a no. scraping situation. Uh, this ice caused damage to a series of compartments along the ship's hull, allowing seawater to flood in. Subsequent research shows that the hole in its construction may not have been up to the task of keeping such a large ship together, no doubt feeding some of the theories they were about to cover. You know, we've all been there. You know, sometimes I don't feel up to the task. You yeah. Know, just like the ship. I'm, like, I'm basically like the Titanic of my working from home situation. Anyway, two and a half hours after the collision, or the scraping, the Titanic sank as the onboard pumps had no chance to catch up with the sheer amount of water flowing in through the hull. This is heartbreaking. It's tragic that so many mm -hmm. people died. And we're not diminishing that. Mm -mm. We just want to explore some of the theories that surround it. Because one of the most well-known theories is that the ship that sank wasn't the Titanic at all. It was its sister ship, the RMS Olympic. The company that built the two ships was called the White Star Line, and the Olympic, Titanic, and another ship, the Britannic, were built by the company for their growing transatlantic business. Both the Olympic and the Titanic briefly enjoyed the distinction of being the largest ships in the world, and all three were designed and outfitted to be extremely luxurious. So this is where the theory comes in. American J.P. Morgan acquired the company in 1902. In 1910... The Olympic launched, uh, but a year later, the Olympic collided with a Royal Navy warship, and both vessels were badly damaged. This incident is where we turn to Robin Gardner. In his book, Titanic, the ship that never sank, <laughs> the question mark at the end there, yeah, uh, he points to this accident as the start of a plan by Morgan's company to protect its bottom line. It was estimated that the Olympic would need a year's worth of work to be repaired, and the company's insurer allegedly refused to pay for the work as the government blamed the crew of the Olympic for the accident. 
Can you imagine something that requires a year's worth of work to fix? I mean, I know these ships were big. Big but boats. It's a it's a big boat. I like big boats. Cannot lie. J.P. Morgan would deny. <laughs> Did he? Who knows? Too much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> the theory states that White Star Line, afraid that these repairs would delay the launch of the Titanic, right? Because you got to pull all your crew off and fix this other ship. This would cost them even more money. So they opted to rush the repairs on the Olympic, disguise it as the Titanic, and put it back to sea. As the two were close to identical, it would have been easy to rebrand the ship. And here's where there is a weird thing to take note of. You know, every conspiracy theory has that one little thing, right? Yeah. Which makes it intriguing. Like, why wasn't the flag moving? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. While all other White Star Line ships had their names engraved into their hulls, the Titanic alone had her name riveted on a plate to the hull. Hmm. To cover up the other name, maybe. There's also this other issue of the ship's testing trials. So Gardner writes that the Titanic, which he claims is the repaired Olympic, it only had a day of testing, and that testing included no high-speed runs. He stated that as the hull had been just patched back together, the company knew the ship couldn't withstand this sort of rigorous testing. But you can also explain this by the fact that, again, these ships were effectively identical, so that the uh, powers-to-be basically said, hey, you don't have to complete all the tests because we know this design is good. The crux of Gardner's case comes back to the insurance. Of course. With the Olympic now being damaged goods, the company, he said, could fully insure the quote-unquote now Titanic and collect the money when it inevitably sank. That's incredibly dark. Yep, it really is. But Gardner wrote that apparently a few of the crew were aware and that the Titanic didn't hit an iceberg, but rather a rescue ship run by another company belonging to J.P. Morgan. So I guess they figured you can sink a ship that was previously wrecked as long as you have secret rescue boats nearby to pick up the people. Wow. Right? So like they will sink it and they'll get the money but they won't kill people because they have boats there. There's more to why J.P. Morgan factors into this story, but first, let's take a break. This episode of Ungenius is brought to you by Yes, Please. The coffee fanatics at Yes, Please, that's Y-E-S-P-L-Z, they believe that the best cup of coffee you ever drink should be the one you make yourself. Coffee bar-level brews can happen right in your own kitchen, and it's easy when you start with the best beans available. Yes, Please is a cult favorite. They're all about helping people make the best coffee at home. So whether you're a coffee newbie or a veteran coffee connoisseur like Mike, there's a lot to love in every new batch. They meticulously source and expertly roast their coffee with no corners cut. They only deliver the very best. So you can get fresh roasted beans shipped to your door with no fuss. It comes in this great packaging that's colorful. It stands out. Uh, of course, it's got my favorite thing in coffee packaging where you get like the little smell preview through the little, uh, I'm going to call it an odor port. What is that called? Does that have a name? Like the squeeze? I don't the... think it's for the smell. It's for freshness. I think... and <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they, but it's also they put smell. the little holes on the front so you can get the smell of the coffee. But it is an added bonus of good coffee packaging. Yes. It's a bonus. Yeah, yes, Please really knows what they're doing. It's excellent stuff. 
head to yesplease.coffee. I love that domain. <laughs> yesplease.coffee today and use the promo code ungenius to take $5 off your first order. That's Y-E-S-P-L-Z dot coffee and the promo code ungenius. Our thanks to Yes Please Coffee for supporting the show. I very much like that website too. It's very it's good. It's very nice. Yeah. It's very, very nice. All right, so back to the Titanic. Some theorists believe that the Titanic was sunk on purpose for more than just insurance. It was to eliminate opposition to the creation of the U.S. Federal Reserve Bank. Wait, wait, what? How? How does that work? <laughs> Indeed. It turns out that among many of the wealthy people aboard the ship for its maiden voyage were several men who were opposed to the concept of a central bank in America, three of whom died in the wreckage. The theory states that Morgan arranged to have them on the ship in order to sink it and kill them. Holy cow. So <laughs> this one well, is much worse because it's like, murder. The insurance one, again, lots of people died, but yeah. there was like this idea that somehow they would save everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like with these ships, but no this time it was like, yeah, we're going to sink that ship all these thousands of people just to get rid of three guys. Um, This is all rooted in the fact that Morgan did have a hand in creating the Federal Reserve after the sinking of the ship, right? So people draw a line between these two things and say, Mm. well, they must be connected. There are a handful of theories around the ship's layout and construction as well. Now, some of this is pretty technical, but we're going to do our best as, uh, you know, veteran boat designers. One of these theories concerns the coal storage on the ship. A fire began in one of them 10 days before departure. This wasn't incredibly uncommon on steamships, despite the fact that this fire burned for two weeks. How is that okay? Which is like a long time to have a fire. Like, just like a really long time for a fire to burn. But I guess if it's in a coal storage, like, of course. In 2011, David Smith, not our friend, somebody else. (laughs) We have a friend named David Smith, and I thought about him in this. Uh, So in 2011, David wrote that this fire had weakened the hull. Of course, that area is where the ice impacted. And others have suggested that the attempts by the crew to end the fire by putting as much of the already burning coal into the furnaces as possible meant the ship was traveling too quickly through the ice field in the first place, causing the accident. Titanic experts have, of course, debunked these myths. Another theory has to do with the watertight doors that separated various compartments in the bowels of the ship. Some have said that had the doors been left open, which seems counterintuitive, the ship may have stayed uh, sitting more evenly in the water and as such may Uh, not have broken up so quickly. Because I guess the doors being closed means that the water would flow into certain areas, but if they were open, it would flow all the way through and keep it level, right? It wouldn't have tipped it. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. However, as much as the water was in the bow of the ship, where there were no such doors, <laughs> opening or closing them wasn't really possible. Uh, so modern modeling shows that if water had been allowed to spread evenly through the bottom levels of the ship, it would have sank even faster than it did because these doors didn't exist in the area of question. Oh, well, there you go. Yep. <laughs> nice try, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, we'd like to thank Andrew for sending this topic in. If you want to learn more about it, head over to our website, relay.fm slash ungenius slash 105. While you're there, you can get in touch with an email. 
send us your favorite weird Wikipedia topic. It will go on the list. You can also do that on Twitter. The show is at Ungeniused. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can find me on Twitter as I-S-M-H. Until our next insurance fraud, Mike, say goodbye. Can you make some room on that door for me? I'll never let go, Mike. I'll never let go.